Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from radio's golden age. For the next two weeks, we will have shows with a Thanksgiving theme. In the United States, we celebrate Thanksgiving on the fourth Thursday of November by eating a big turkey dinner. During the heyday of radio, that was a great situation for comedy. When Groucho Marx appears at Dinah Shore's Thanksgiving with a live bird, it turns out to be hilarious. Enjoy Dinah Shore Bird's Eye Open House, first broadcast November 22, 1945, on NBC. Bird's Eye Frosted Foods present Bird's Eye Open House, starring Dinah Shore with her special guest, Groucho Marx. And now here's Dinah. I didn't want to see you again, but I did I didn't want to phone you again, but I did I had a certain feeling for you that bothered me I had to find out what the hidden charms could be Hug you again, but I did. I didn't wanna kiss you again, but I did. I must have been too sentimental doing what I did. I didn't wanna fall in love, but I That means you, Robert Emmett Dolan, and our orchestra, and Ken Lane, and our chorus, and all you nice people who are visiting our Bird's Eye Open House this evening. Oh, I didn't mean to exclude you, Harry. How are you? <laughs> oh, fine, and a very thank you Thanksgiving to you, darling. <laughs> a very what? <laughs> well, anyhow, thank you, Harry. You know, this is my favorite holiday. Oh, mine, too. See, every Thanksgiving Day, I'm bursting with sentiment, brotherly love, conviviality, and stuffing. <laughs> Dinah, who else are you having over for Thanksgiving dinner? Well, my Aunt Sarah Lou Culpepper is visiting me from Alabama. Oh. And uh, I thought maybe Groucho Marx might be a good dinner companion for it. Don't you think so? Oh, sure. Groucho's coming over, too. Say, where is he? I don't know, but I wish he'd hurry. See, Groucho told me not to buy a turkey because he's bringing one over. Groucho? <laughs> Groucho is bringing the turkey? Yeah, I wonder where he is. <laughs> Well, 
didn't win at that time. Now, how about another chance on the turkey, Mr. Marks? Only five cents, you know. By all means. But what gets me, Ed, is that there actually are suckers who go into a store and pay ten or twelve dollars for a turkey when you can step up to a cigar counter and women on a punch board for a nickel. All right, Ed, I'll, I'll take another chance. Here you are. Let's see. I think I'll punch uh, this one. Mr. Marks, congratulations. You won the turkey. Oh, I'm always lucky. How much do I owe you? $153.40. <laughs> you wait right here, Mr. Marks. I'll bring you your prize. I still can't understand how a guy in his right mind would go into a store and plunk down 10 or $12 for a turkey. Ah, Groucho Marks, you're a shrewd little rascal, you. <laughs> Now, you just stay right where you are, Aunt Sarah Lou. You must be tired from your trip. Just relax while Harry and I finish setting the table. Thank you, Donna, honey. I, uh, hope the trip was pleasant. Well, it would have been pleasant enough if it wasn't for those nasty old customs men. Why, would you believe it? They went through all my luggage, and they even insisted on seeing my little old passport. Well, but you only... But you only came up from little old Birmingham. You <laughs> Where did they go through your luggage and examine your passport? At the Mason-Dixon line. Oh. <laughs> there. Now, doesn't the table look nice? Let's see, Harry, you'll sit over here. And I'll sit over here, and Groucho will sit over there. And Aunt Sarah Lou, you'll sit over here. Yeah, well, gee, I'm hungry. I wish Groucho Marx would get here so we could put that turkey in the oven. I do, too. Oh, I hope that's him. Well, Groucho... How do you do? It's about time. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, but to all of you I say, Noel, Noel. <laughs> that means Happy Thanksgiving in French. <laughs> well, best of may mucho to you. <laughs> Come outside and say that. No. <laughs> Bad enough to say it in here. <laughs> you know, in Spanish, Groucho, that means where is the turkey? Vanzel, keep your shade on. Keep your shade... Never mind. After looking at that shade, you better take it off. <laughs> Dinah, I want to present you with the most beautiful take you've ever seen. Well, where is it? Right here. Hyman, come on in. <laughs> Wait till you try putting that in the icebox. This is ridiculous. I don't believe it. You will if you start plucking his tail feathers. <laughs> well, how in the world... You know, this turkey looks like a fellow I used to play pool with in Paul Tucker. <laughs> well, how in the world did you ever get this turkey over here? On a streetcar. Well, didn't you have any trouble? No, an old lady got up and gave him a seat. <laughs> she used to be a turkey, too. Groucho, Groucho, everything else is cooked. Who's going to kill the turkey? Don't mention the word kill in front of him. It's frightening. And turkey, stop that living, will you? You're not kidding. It frightens him. Look at look at this. This is the first time I ever saw goose pimples on a turkey. Yeah, take it easy, Hyman. Take it easy. Take it easy. Hyman, don't overdo it. Get off your knees. I'm going to eat them later. Donna, Donna, Charles, you neglected to introduce me to this 
Charming gentleman. Simon, <laughs> stop bowing. She means me. Oh, Groucho, Groucho, I'm really sorry. I want you to meet my Aunt Sarah Lou Culpepper. She's from Alabama. How do you do? It's a pleasure, ma'am. I'm always proud to meet a daughter of the old suit. <laughs> After all, I'm a son of the old suit. Uh, I come from Florida. A Pensacola? No, thanks, but I wouldn't mind a drink of 7-Up. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, Aunt Sarah Lou, but I've got to settle this. Now, Groucho... How are we going to K-I-L-L the T-T-U-R-K-E-Y? She doesn't spell very well, either. <laughs> it's very simple. We'll just C-U-T, his H-E-A-D-O-F-F. All right, all right. You don't have to spell things out in front of me. I don't want any of your old candy anyway. <laughs> Bonzel, if you had 38 more points, you could get out of kindergarten. Boys, please, we've got to do something. The rest of the food is all cooked. Yeah, and if the cranberry sauce stands much longer, the taste will be killed. Harry! Just a Harry! Harry! There's no holding that turkey tonight. Harry, you're not supposed to say the word kill in front of me. That's the last time I get a turkey that went to college. Oh, pain. 
like it did before. It's good to hold you, hold you in my arms He's putting Hyman in the kitchen. With that psyche in another room, we might be able to think this thing out. Oh, Harry. Harry, I hope Herman didn't make any too much trouble about being alone in the kitchen. Oh, no, not a bit. As a matter of fact, that bird is most cooperative. You know that chestnut dressing you made? Mm Mm-hmm. He just stuffed himself with it. Well, which one of you is going to prepare the turkeys for cooking? Well? Well? Well, don't look at me. I'm so tender-hearted, I feel faint when I cut the pages of a book. And what about you, Mr. Moss? Oh, I, I couldn't. I, I've learned to love Herman. He's like a brother to me. As a matter of fact, he does look like Chico. <laughs> Except there's, there's more white meat on Chico. Well, it's up to you, Groucho. When I invited you to a Thanksgiving dinner, you promised to supply the turkey. Now... Well, I did, but I can't help it if I'm not a killer. Hey, Dinah, I've got an idea. You know, I've got connections. Well, what about it? I'll get a mobster from out of town to bump him off. Oh, <laughs> don't be silly. Oh, when you Yankees call yourselves men, why, that turkey's neck would have been wrung long ago in Alabama. I'll be right back. Where are you going? I just want to warn Hyman not to fly south for the winter. <laughs> oh, I'm losing patience. Something's got to be done about that turkey. Now, Groucho, I'm going to give you and Harry 30 seconds to think of something. I'd love to, Dinah, but I can't think of a thing. You hold it, hold it. Oh, wait a minute, everybody. I'm thinking of something. What are you thinking about? Green beans. Green beans? Green beans. Green beans. Green beans. Bird's eye, quick frozen green beans. <laughs> and Donna, honey, I'll settle the whole problem. Gentlemen, to the first man who kills that turkey, I will give a great big kiss. To the first man who kills that turkey, you will give a great big kiss? Yes. Folks, in that kitchen stands a turkey named Herman, who will be the first turkey on record to live long enough to collect Social Security. <laughs> You're a Yankee. But even so, I've never seen anything quite as fresh. Oh, fresh. Just wait till you try those bird's eye stringless beans. <laughs> oh, oh I see. Walked into that one. Certainly <laughs> Or any other bird's eye vegetable or fruit. They're the freshest tasting, most perfect food you ever ate. That's because the bird's eye folks really know how to grow and prepare good food. They're so careful, you know. So fussy that you can always be sure of getting perfectly delicious, clean, and uniform food all the time. Believe me, any one of those bird's eye fruits or vegetables would win first prize at a beauty contest. I can just see it. The scene is Atlantic City. As the cameras are clicking, there sits Miss Stringbean of 1945. <laughs> Her shapely legs and eyes are crossed, and she's wearing a quick frozen bathing suit. <laughs> yes, and as I wink at her, she gives me the eye. The bird's eye. <laughs> I'm going to get in on this racket, too. Bless your little fat heart. (laughs) And my little fat bird's eye. Yes. (laughs) Really, folks, if you give your food store's frosted food case the bird's eye, you're going to get some mighty good food. 
Because you know, if you want the better buy in frosted foods, better buy bird's eye. Look, look, fellas, I've just gone through the cookbook again, and it says nothing on how to cook a live turkey. Now, what are you going to do about it? Oh, if my dear, dear husband, Colonel Blodgett, were only here, he'd know how to handle that turkey. Your husband, Colonel Blodgett? Yes, we were married for 20 years. Oh, what a beautiful union. He died a short time ago. That guy didn't die. He seceded from the union. the Jerome Kern spot. Tonight, a tune from one score of the innumerable scores he wrote. Lots of couples call it their own song, but it belongs to anybody who's ever been in love.
us. After you came all the way up for a Thanksgiving dinner, this had to happen. My day is ruined. Yes, Donna. Child, I must admit I'm terribly disappointed. This day means a lot to me. Well, I can still remember when I was a little girl, the first Thanksgiving dinner I ate with the grown-ups. <laughs> oh, father had the drumstick, mother had the wings, and I got the turkey neck. What's that? I got a turkey neck. Well, wear a high collar and nobody will notice it. <laughs> Now, look, Groucho, that's no way to talk to my aunt. I can't help it, Diner. I keep thinking she's your uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Pop. Enough of this. Pop, where does it say that in here? Oh, I wrote it in right oh. there. Oh. F-O-P, Pop. Uh. <laughs> that's a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm uh. going in there and finish off that turkey. Somebody's got... Groucho, have you got a hatchet in your pocket? No, but take this egg. The turkey will hatch it. <laughs> I'm not responsible for that. The turkey wrote that joke himself. <laughs> oh, Harry, I'm very proud of you. I'm glad there's one man here who has some courage. Well, thank you, Dinah. Now, I'm a-going into that there kitchen, and when I get finished, uh, that there turkey, he'll be ready for the roasting. I'll be right back. Well, we'll all be eating soon. A high mistake. I hope the end comes fast. <laughs> Well, Hyman's and Tykey have it now. May he rest in pieces. And I wish I'd won the pieces. Well? Thanks, old boy. <laughs> Harry, are you finished? Finished? I'll say I'm finished. The darn turkey threw me two falls out of three. <laughs> you should have gotten a half Nelson on his giblet. <laughs> or still better, a half giblet on his Nelson. That's a two-way oh. joke. You can have it either way you want. <laughs> <laughs> no. We ensure everything around here. Nobody can handle that turkey. And to think that only yesterday, Mr. Krausmeyer, the butcher, wanted to sell me a turkey, and I turned him down. I know we'll have turkey yet. Give me that phone. Okay. Yeah, she dials like a dog, doesn't she? <laughs> Uh, no. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Krausmeyer. This is Groucho Marx. Have you got a turkey left in the shop that you could sell me? You have one? Weighs 165 pounds? Krausmeyer, take your wife off the scale. <laughs> Think of your children. And take them off the scale, too. I just want a turkey. All you've got is a live one? Oh, never mind. But just out of curiosity, is it a male turkey or a female? A female? Well, if she's not going steady, I can get her a hot date for Saturday night. <laughs> Goodbye. Well? All right, Diner. I guess I'll have to go in there and do away with Herman. I feel like a Benedict Arnold, but I'll do it. Atta boy, grouchy old man. But wait a minute. I can't face Herman unless I have a little something to brace me up. Well, I took the liberty of mixing a bowl of pine. Sure enough? Uh, you'll find it right there in the kitchen. Sure yes, enough. That... <laughs> Brace you up. We call it the Southern Magnolia and Honeysuckle Punch. Sounds good. How's it made? Well, it's mighty complicated. You take a big bowl, you pour in five-fourths of bourbon. What else? That's all. Raymond, <laughs> here I come. 
<laughs> hey, where's that bowl of punch? Well, I saw it right here on the kitchen table. Well, the bowl is there, but there's nothing in it. You're right. The bowl is empty. Aunt Sarah Lou, did you? Ah, no, how dare you suggest that I was well, I didn't. It, well, don't look at me. I didn't touch it. Well, somebody must have drunk it. <laughs> I wonder who it could have been. That's all, a drunken turkey. Groucho, this is the last straw. (laughs) After all the plans I've made for this Thanksgiving Day dinner, there's nothing for me to do but go in the corner and cry. Don't talk that way, Dinah. Why, you'll be the envy of every hostess in America. Oh. Today, in millions of homes, people are having plain turkey, stuffed turkey, smoked turkey, baked turkey, and roast turkey. Yes. You are the only woman in the United States who has a pickle turkey. <laughs> Say, folks, I bet I know what you're going to have for dinner tomorrow night. Turkey. <laughs> And the next night, and the night after that, and the night after that. Yes, sir, for the next week or so, you're going to get the bird in one way or another. But look, if you want to add a little variety to those turkey meals, how about pepping them up with some of those wonderful bird's-eye quick-frozen vegetables? They're all so good, all so easy to prepare, really a pleasure to serve. So how about getting some tomorrow? Just make sure, though, that the packages you pick say bird's-eye clear as anything on the label. Because there are many brands of frosted foods, but only one bird's-eye. Only Bird's Eye gives you that famous Bird's Eye garden freshness. That Bird's Eye uniform top quality every time. So for the Better Buy in Frosted Foods, Better Buy Bird's Eye. Other side. 
Life forgets your troubles and just get happy. Better chase all your cares away. Hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Get ready for the judgment day. Marks, we had a lot of fun, and you're always welcome. And folks, that makes for curtain time for now. Hope you enjoyed our Bird's Eye Open House offering so much tonight that you'll all be back with us at the same time next week when our guest will be Alan Ladd. Girl, please. In the meanwhile, keep well, keep happy, and keep those war bonds. Night, everybody. Hey, friends, next Thursday, tune in a half hour earlier to hear from our good friends George Burns and Gracie Allen, along with Meredith Wilson and Bill Goodwin. That's a half hour before our Bird's Eye Open House, starring Dinah Shore, with our special guest, ah, Alan Ladd. <laughs> along with Robert Emmett Dolan, his orchestra, Ken Lane, the four hits, the chorus, and me too. Groucho Marx can soon be seen in the Marx Brothers picture, Adventure in Casablanca. Bird's Eye Open House, starring Dinah Shore, is written by Howard Harris and Sid Zelenko. For gains. A wise dog owner will nourish every inch of a dog with gains. G A I N E S. Because gains complete meal contains meat meals, vegetables, cereals, everything dogs are known to need for strong, sturdy bodies and red blooded vitality. That's why gains dog mail has been a favorite with veterinarians for over 16 years. Feed your dog gains today. He'll speak. Speak for gains. America's largest selling dog food. This is the National Broadcasting Company. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and next we have the voice actor famous for creating the voice of Bugs Bunny. The Mel Blanc Show was a sitcom, starring the voice actor as the owner of a fix-it shop. He also created and acted the voice of his stuttering assistant, Zookie. Mel was always trying to impress his girlfriend's father, and this time his idea is serving a large salami for Thanksgiving. Enjoy the Mel Blanc Show, first broadcast November 26, 1946, on CBS. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Jerry Hausner, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of The Voice of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> 
What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody, 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 everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Thanksgiving, and in Mel Blanc's little town, courageous suitors are taking advantage of the holiday spirit to approach prospective fathers-in-law on a delicate subject. In one house, where Sam Green has asked Mr. Brown if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Brown is saying, Sam Green, I'm going to set the date next week. And in another house, where Henry Adams has asked Mr. Jones if he may marry his daughter, Mr. Jones is saying, Henry Adams, I'm going to make you a junior partner in my firm. And in the Colby house, where Mel Blanc has asked Mr. Colby if he may marry his daughter, Betty... Mr. Colby is saying... Mel Blank, I'm going to break every bone in your body! (laughs) So now, it's Thanksgiving Eve, and in order to get in Mr. Colby's good graces again, Mel Blank is holding a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop. He has invited a few of his friends for Thanksgiving dinner. Right now, we find Mel and his girl, Betty, setting the table. Knife, plate, fork, knife... Plate, fork, knife, fork. Mel, those were the last two plates. Now what'll you do? Oh, don't worry. Knife, piece of plate, fork, knife, piece of plate, fork. Gosh, what a beautiful table. Yes, there's the celery stalks, stuffed olives, candied yams, cranberry sauce, all the fixings. And in the center, that great big beautiful 15-pound salami. (laughs) But Mel, Father will be awfully mad. He's expecting turkey. Oh, I took care of that. I scooped out the center of the salami and I stuffed it with chestnut dressing. (laughs) And besides, Betty, what difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts. But, Mel... Anyway, the orphan's home needed the turkey much more than I did. Oh, darling, I love you for giving the turkey to the orphan's home. You always were a softie for children. Well, Betty, you know how I feel about us. Someday we'll get married and we'll have a little two-room house. <laughs> yes. Then after a while, we'll add another room. Betty, I refuse to have your father live with us. <laughs> Darling, I mean children. After we get married, there's no reason why we can't have three, four, or five. Yeah, and if we like them, the next year we'll have some more. (laughs) Well, if Dad 
Fred gets mad at you for not having turkey, I'm going to tell him why. Oh, uh, that's another thing, Betty. I don't want you to tell your father anything. Don't tell anybody. I did it. I'm glad I did it. But I don't have to advertise it. Ah, that's the nicest thing I ever heard, darling. For that, I'm going to give you a great big kiss. (laughs) Well? Mel, say something. Such a kiss for a 15-pound turkey? (laughs) Yes. Gosh, I wish it had been 50 pounds. (laughs) Well, if it isn't our lodge secretary, Earl Ross. Hey, how are you feeling, Brother Ross? Ah, potato salad. Oh, yeah, Betty made it. Say, uh, why don't you try some? Well, just a small plate. I don't want to spoil my appetite. Mmm. Delicious. Pass the olives, Mel. No, not the green one. It's a pitch on the green one. See, uh... Why don't you have another sandwich? No, thanks. I've already had two. I've already had four, but who's counting? Come on, have another one. Oh, here comes Father Mel. Say, who's that fellow with him? Oh, that's Willie Murdoch. Father just hired him to manage the supermarket. He's rather nice. Rather nice? Betty, have you gone out with him? Well, Father insisted that I go to the movies with him last night. You and Willie at the movies? Dark places? <laughs> Betty, why didn't you tell me? Well, darling, it's Thanksgiving, and I didn't want to upset you. Now, you be nice to him. Huh. Uh, hello, Mel. <clears throat> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Colby. Oh, Mel, I want you to meet my new manager, Willie Murdoch. Hello, Mr. Murdoch. Hello, Blank. Heard a lot about you from Mr. Colby. <laughs> Don't want to get you down. <laughs> Willie, this is Mr. Ross, secretary of our loyal order of benevolent zebras. Mr. Ross is a very good friend of mine. Oh, well, Mr. Colby, any good friend of yours is a good friend of mine. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Ross. That's musty. This is a very nice fix-it shop you got here, Blank, but I've got a couple of ideas to improve it. First of all, it's too stuffy in here. Well, it could use a little air conditioning. Blank, you can't condition this air. You've got to get rid of it. <laughs> and next, you take down that picture of the city dump on the wall. Murdoch, that's no picture. You're looking through the window. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I see Miss Colby is unattached. Better go over and attach myself. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving. Why couldn't the Pilgrim Fathers have landed on him? Oh, it's Zuki. Well, hello, Zuki. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, hello, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hello, Zuki. Oh, hello. Betty. Thanks. <laughs> Say, uh, how do you like my new dress, Zuki? <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh, Betty, you're the most beautiful... You're the quintessence of loveliness. You're the acme of... Oh, by the way, Dookie, I got a letter from my cousin Dottie and a new picture of her. Here, look. Cousin Dottie is so shy and sweet and coy. What do you think of her bathing suit? (laughs) So, 
Cookie, can I get you a little something before dinner? What would you like? I'd like some of your potatoes here. So say, I, I'd like some cu- 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 uh, cu- 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 uh, some candy there. You get yeah. <laughs> I'd like that picture of Dottie. <laughs> say, Betty, did you know that Mel invited us here for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey? Well, you're right, Mr. Colby. Mel invited us for Thanksgiving dinner and there's no turkey. Why, Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. That's exactly my thought, Mr. Colby. Thanksgiving isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. Huh. Uh, this guy can easily uh, be, uh, be replaced with a sheet of carbon paper. <laughs> I tell you, this is preposterous. Cookie, where's Mel? Oh, he, he went back to the k- 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 kitchen. Oh. Well, I want to talk to him. And Murdoch, uh, Willie, you take care of Betty. Oh, well, if you say so, Mr. Colby. Anything you say goes, Mr. Colby. I'm your boy, Mr. Colby. You know you can count on me, Mr. Colby. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Mel is in a jam again. I, I got to go and explain everything to you. Ah, I gotta go and 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 warn it. Ah, I gotta go and it's the tip of me all. I gotta go. Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance. With your romance, use Colgate tooth powder. No dates for you this festive season? Could a breath of trouble be the reason? Maybe because that breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, has brought unhappiness to thousands. Don't let it mark you down. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate tooth powder. For Colgate tooth powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. For Colgate tooth powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. Remember to buy it first thing, and remember the name, Colgate tooth powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and their holiday arrangement of Good Night Ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to lead you now. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along. Merrily we roll along o'er the deep blue sea. O'er the deep blue sea. Farewell, ladies. Goodbye. So long. Good night. Toodaloo. Farewell, ladies. Goodbye. So long. Good night. Toodaloo. Farewell, ladies. Oh, Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along, merrily we 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 roll along, roll along
o'er the deep. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along. Merrily we roll along o'er the. Merrily we roll along, roll along, roll along. Merrily we roll along o'er the deep, deep blue sea. Well, Mel Blank is giving a Thanksgiving party in his fix-it shop to get in the good graces of his girl's father, Mr. Colby. But so far, everything is going wrong. Mr. Colby is mad because there's no turkey. Willie Murdoch, the new supermarket manager, is making a play for Mel's girl. Right now, the party is in full swing, but we find Mel disconsolately talking to Betty's kid brother, Tommy, in a corner of the shop. Boy, is my dad sore at you, Mel. Yeah, Tommy, and I gave this party just to make an impression on him. What can I do to please your father? Mel, I know something you can do that'll surely please him. You do? What is it? No, you're too young to die. <laughs> well, anyway, my papa's mad at you for having salami instead of a turkey at this party Yeah, I know Mel, why don't you tell my pop you gave the turkey to the orphan's home? Oh, you keep out of this, Tommy The reason I'm not saying anything is because this year, your father forgot to give them a turkey himself And if I said anything about it, it would only embarrass him Oh Oh, Mel, here comes our large president, Mr. Cushing oh. <laughs> Good, I'll go over and welcome him Holiday greetings, Brother Blank. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. <laughs> greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. How are things? Wonderful. Happiest Thanksgiving I ever had. Well, where's the wife? Home in bed with laryngitis. <laughs> Happiest Thanksgiving I ever had. Gee, that's too bad. How's she feeling? Darn that penicillin. <laughs> Say, how did you get laryngitis? Well, Mel, we went to the UCLA-USC football game. Little woman went completely berserk, kept screaming her head off. She did? Yeah, it was the first opportunity she ever had to yell at 22 men all at once. <laughs> you mean now she can't talk at all? Not a word. She just lies there in bed and hisses. <laughs> Empty the garbage pail, shake out the carpet sweeper, clean up the kitchen. I wish she wouldn't tell me what to do. I have my own system for doing the housework. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Cushing, it must be tough living with your wife. Mel, if you only knew. Last night we went out and she said, Look at me, John, I'm dressed up to kill. Gad, what a temptation. <laughs> Tell you, Mel, I'd leave that woman in a minute if she didn't have all that money. <laughs> I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this. It's just that I've got no one to talk to. <laughs> oh, cheer up, Mr. Cushing. When you get your wife a Christmas present, everything will be okay. Well, she's already hinted about a present. She wants some beauty aid. Mr. Cushing, after all, beauty is only skin deep. Mel, she's already been peeled. <laughs> the nerve of that woman. She asked me for a beauty makeup kit. Well, what are you going to get her? With her face, a box of Dr. Scholl's foot pads. <laughs> Nothing helped that woman, Mel. Well, I have to let you in for another disappointment, mighty potentate. Huh? I haven't any turkey. What a relief. You're happy not to see a turkey? 
Mel, are you forgetting? I've been looking at my wife all day. <laughs> well, on to the party. Oh, I see Brother Colby here. Greetings, Brother Colby. Greetings, mighty potentate. And there's Brother Ross. Greetings, Brother Ross. Pass us all. Ugga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sort of run away with Margaboos, huh? <laughs> all right, come on, everybody. Let's all have fun. Uh, does anybody want to hear me impersonate Charles Boyer? All right, I'll sing a song. Uh, anybody hear the story about the cop in Brooklyn? Shall I sing now? Well, you've never heard this story before. Is it about the cop finding the dead horse on Kosciuszko Avenue? Uh-huh. And he can't say Kosciuszko, so he moves the horse to Main Street? Shall I sing now? No! I'll tell another one, and I know you don't know this story. Uh, a fellow was having soup in a restaurant, and he called over the head waiter. See here, sir, he exclaimed. There's a fly in this soup. And what do you think the head waiter said? Did he say, what do you want for a diamond elephant? <laughs> yes, and I wish you'd drop dead. I'll try one more story now. All right, everybody quiet now. Mr. Colby's going to try one more story. Go ahead, Mr. Colby. Everybody keep quiet. Thanks, Murdoch. Thanks. Well, it, it, it seems a man in a restaurant called uh, the waitress over and said, My cocoa's cold. Well, replied the waitress, if your cocoa's cold, put your hat on it. <laughs> oh, very funny. Very, very funny. <laughs> Shall I sing now, Mr. Colby? Oh, I've had enough from you, Mel Blank. You've ruined my entire evening. His entire evening. Father, let's... And all... you've got a nerve inviting people to a Thanksgiving party and not even having any turkey. Yeah, not having any turkey. But, Father... Hey, when do we eat? I'm starved. <laughs> That's a good idea. Come on, Father, let's eat. Uh, oh, all right. Okay, everybody, sit down now. Uh, this is fine. Yes, uh, this food looks wonderful. Yes, no home cooking. Well, everybody see that? Yeah, let's go. Okay. I'll, I'll carve the salami. <laughs> Who wants a leg? I do. I do. I do. Everybody wants a leg. I should have gotten an octopus. <laughs> I'd rather have turkey. Colby, will you stop? Everyone knows salami is much safer than turkey. Safer? Yes, no bones. Oh. <laughs> well, Tommy, what part do you want? I want the part that goes over the counter last. <laughs> and how about you, Brother Ross? Well, I don't know. I'm losing my appetite. <laughs> just give me the dark meat. The salami is all dark meat. That's why I said, just give me the dark meat. <laughs> oh, Murdoch? Huh? What part do you want? I always let Mr. Colby choose first. All right, Mr. Colby, what part uh, would you like? Oh, this has gone too far. I refuse to sit here and be made a fool of. Oh, but Mr. Colby... Well, this can't go on any longer. I'm going to tell Father. Betty, please. Huh? Tell me why. Why we haven't any turkey tonight. Oh, come in. Is Mr. Blank here? I'm Mel Blank, little boy. Mr. Blank, I'm from the orphan's home. I brought you a piece of your turkey. You did? Yes. It tasted so good, all the boys wanted you to have some. <clears throat> They wanted me to tell you how much they appreciated you remembering them on Thanksgiving Day. Gee, thanks. They also asked me to give a message from all the boys at the home. Do you mind if I give it? No, no, go ahead. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Mel Blank, Mel Blank, hooray! <laughs> thanks a lot. So long, Mr. Blank. So long. Oh, gee, wasn't that sweet? Mel, 
You gave your turkey to the orphanage? Oh, why didn't you tell us about it? Well, you're right again, Mr. Colby. Mel Blank, why did you oh, tell... Oh, shut up! <laughs> He didn't want to tell you because you forgot to give your turkey this year. What? Why, well, I always give a turkey to the orphanage. In fact, I told Willie Murdoch... To... Murdoch, didn't you deliver that... Uh, 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 Mr. Colby, it, <laughs> it, it slipped my mind. Oh, it I... did, it. Murdoch, come here. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Quiet, everybody. Mr. Colby's going to break every bone in his body. <laughs> Gee, it sounds good on somebody else. Oh, forget it, Mr. Colby. It's Thanksgiving. Let's forgive. Well... Uh... Yes, you're right, Mel. Yeah, let's forgive and let's eat. <laughs> All right, here, sit next to me, Mel, my son. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. Uh, oh, uh, uh, ah, nothing like the smell of salami on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, Betty, it's like I said. What difference does it make, salami or turkey? It's the spirit of Thanksgiving that counts. Mel Blanc saying Happy Thanksgiving and that's all, folks. This is Bob Houston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for Breakfast Sweet, the cheapest sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through iTunes, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of holiday entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying, So long for a while. <laughs>